0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. I'm Alessandra Vite. Alessandra, good to see you. Oh, it's so good to see you guys. I haven't seen you
1: guys in like three months, four
0: months, something like that. I don't know. It was yep. cold. We've only been I'm in lockdown for two months, like a month and a half, two months. So oh, you've been avoiding been us. Two months. months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, our resident <laughs>
2: celebrity expert.
1: Yeah. I like to, uh, <laughs> talk. What's the celebrity I talked Oh, Anne Hathaway. I knew her right. entire filmography. That was surprising. Yeah. I, don't even, I like her that. much. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? no she's good she's improved as an actor <laughs> take that in <Yes>. Hathaway. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. i hope she's listening i'm sure she really cares uh,
0: yeah um, she's a regular listener probably. she's in every <laughs> week yeah. we've been getting tweets it's not... she likes
1: being cool uh that's that's her thing on talk show she says dude a lot see i know so much about her mm. um but guys it's so nice it's so nice to see your faces but you're kind of blurring for me am i blurring for you
0: no, oh, you're coming in crystal clear.
2: Yeah, coming in crystal clear. <laughs> then, it's
1: my, then it's my fault.
2: Yeah, audio's never sounded better. It's, uh, it's perfect.
1: Uh-huh. Even in person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah. well, I'm not there to slam my water glass on the table.
2: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have someone else here that's not in person. We have actor. We have producer. We have writer. We have Sean Kanan here.
3: Yay! hey Cody, hey Damien. How are you doing? Good, man. Good to see you
2: guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming. Oh, yeah. So excited. Uh, Sean, one of the craziest things uh, to me is just how many episodes of soap <laughs> operas you've done.
1: Oh, that's so wonderful.
2: Like, it, it's, is it, oh, it's very close, if not a thousand.
3: Uh, it's over a thousand for sure. It's over uh, a really? thousand. Because yeah. you've
1: done General Hospital and you've done The Young and the Restless.
2: And Bold and, yep. the, beautiful.
1: and the, Bold Bold, the Beautiful. And Bold and the Beautiful. You've done them all.
3: I've also done uh, uh, Sunset Beach, which uh, is no longer on. But oh, wow! Okay, okay,
1: wow. Sean. What is like? Okay, like just one piece of advice of like, if you if you're a soap opera actor, like like, what's the one important thing to, to learn? <laughs> is this too much of a question?
3: Um, what's the one important thing to learn? Your lines that helps. <laughs> lines, yeah.
1: Okay. yeah. No, because it's like every day. It's like a live show every day, kind of right?
3: it's 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 never live. But, it's, but um, it's
1: like it's like it's live, right? I've seen Tootsie the not
3: movie. Not like, not like <laughs> live at all. Um, but, but you know, here's the thing: because a soap opera is on TV all year round,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, we have to do what's called banking shows because uh, we do it every day. Right. So, like for instance, when I did Bold the Beautiful, we would shoot Tuesday through Friday. We would take a month off for Christmas, and New Year's. We take a month off in the summer, but we have to have shows for those months on TV. So every day, one show, and then we do parts of other shows. So you know, it was very common to have to learn different shows, and sometimes you'd have as much as you know, thirty pages of dialogue. So wow. that would be the one piece of advice that I have: that if you're not good with um, memorizing dialogue, figure out a system for yourself and get good real quick, because um, you know, it it almost you know, you can be a really terrific actor. But if you're not able to absorb that volume of material, you're not, you're not going to be able to live in daytime. It's
1: a technique. What do you ha- okay, I have so many questions, but we probably have to keep going. <laughs> <But> <laughs> is there one technique? Because, like, uh, my very limited experience comparatively, like, because I have to memorize, like, live shows. Um, what's, a, what's a memorization tactic? Is there anything specific, or is it just for you?
3: Yeah, you know, um... Okay, so generally speaking, um, when I first get a script, which would be maybe like a week or so before that show is filming, or taping rather, um, I'll, I'll read through it, just because I want to see what my character's doing, what's happening to my character. Uh, then I probably won't look at it a whole lot until the night before, two nights before, because I'm mm-hmm. getting this stuff like, like I cue them, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so I, okay, so then, uh, you know, about two nights before, I'll break it down, or, you know, committing the dialogue, then when I get to the studio, or when I would get to the studio, um, you know, we would have a rehearsal, and then we would have time before we had to be on stage, the actor, you're working with and you would run the scenes three times. That was kind of the rule of three, and that after running it three times, you know, you were expected to know it, and, and everyone did. I mean, you know, you're talking about people that are all pros, they've done this, and but it's the sort of thing where it's like material in, material out. Like you can't keep it in there. It's like this scene and it's on and you're queuing up the next one. Oh, so you know, when you're doing, doing a film, you're, you're really only doing maybe like eight, nine pages a day. So generally, you're not doing a tremendous amount of, of dialogue. Um, even if you have a scene with a lot of dialogue, you're not doing multiple, multiple, multiple scenes because unlike. Unlike a soap opera, where the lighting is always there's a grid of lights up above. Okay, so all they do is they tell the lighting director what numbers to turn on. But when you're doing a the film,
1: they have oh, to the like. That's they how they do it so fast. Yeah, so that's the why the lights so are fast. ready to go. This is huge. This is so exciting <laughs> for me.
2: <laughs> well, the thing is too, like you're you're talking about like how hard it is to um, memorize uh, from, and this is like. That, it would be hard to memorize from one soap opera, but you're on multiple, uh, around that same, like you were doing Bold and the Beautiful and Young and the Restless at the same time.
3: You know, honestly, I don't remember if I was doing it at the same time or not. I may have been. I don't remember.
1: Okay.
3: But, you know, here's the thing, though. I, you know, as much as I would like to uh, everyone to think what, what a genius I am at remembering dialogue.
1: It's <laughs> It's very exciting.
3: <laughs> Ripped, where I know all the other characters I know my character, and I know mm-hmm. what the general situation is, as opposed to saying, here's a Eugene O'Neill play that you've never read before, right. and you need to learn all this dialogue in two days. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, there's no way I could do it. I mean, I don't... I don't
1: but I bet sure. you... Okay, I bet you you could, because this might be wrong with me I to say like- But something like Eugene <laughs> O'Neill, or like Tennessee Williams, it's dense, but it's so poetically written that I feel like your brain would just turn on. Mm. Whereas like sometimes you'll be getting chunks of dialogue in soap operas that maybe like you don't know what's going on in the other scene or something like that. So it's harder to remember. Like I feel that like understanding the whole piece is what clicks into the memory. But that's like for me, but I don't
3: know. Maybe, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of theater and generally with theater, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna have at least four weeks, five weeks of rehearsal. Yeah. So you can allow it to unfold more slowly. To, to to learn and sort of discover what's going on, uh, yeah. With uh, with daytime television, it's like you need to get it pretty much right. Away. Yeah, it's a
1: factory, baby. You gotta get it.
3: It's like, yeah. it's like it's like the McDonald's of acting, and I mean I don't mean that in a negative way.
1: No, we're, no, we're,
3: no, no. Most most shows do they, they turn out one show a week. Yeah. Okay. They do it for like twenty, yeah, some thirteen weeks, some twenty six weeks. But with, with a soap opera, I mean, you're turning out a show plus every day. And it's like, that's, you know, it has to be like that. You get one take, maybe two, you know, and it's moving on because we'll have, you know, we'll have 60 scenes in a day. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean I'm in all of them. I might just be in the first six or seven, but like they need to finish that before lunch. And you know what I mean? Right. structured and scheduled.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, You're like a, you're a piece. I, I, I had
0: a quick two part <laughs> question. Yeah, this is
1: great. <laughs> what's it like
0: playing a character on a series for, for that long? Uh, just like consistently being a, a recurring regular feature on something. And a- after a certain point, do you kind of get more of a say as to some of the stuff that character says? Because I mean, you, you kind of embody a character for so long. Is there, is there any like input that you get to have with that?
3: It depends. I've had work situations where I had a reasonably good amount of input. I've had other situations where I was expected to say the lines as they were written. I think right. it, it differs um, job to job. I think one of the, the best attributes an actor could have is the ability to write your own dialogue on the fly because if a scene isn't working for some reason, if a line, you know, we say it's not coming out of my mouth right, which is an yeah. actor's way of saying, I'm gonna say what you want me to say but I need to put it in my own words. Yeah. Um, you, you need to have the ability very quickly to come up with interesting, compelling dialogue that still um, gets the same point across. Okay, and if you have the luxury of being able to kind of tweak your dialogue and stuff, and if you can write some stuff that really enhances what you're doing, that's that's like a gift from the gods. And right. unfortunately, I'm a writer, and so you know there've been times that I've really been able to help myself by by retweaking my dialogue and on the other side having producers that were open and willing to allowing me to do that right um, like for an actor that's the perfect. <laughs> so you know, thing like there were symbols
1: that's my mom <laughs> what's,
0: she, what's she doing um, <laughs> she's in the
1: kitchen just messing around i cook dinner i don't know what she's doing in the kitchen <laughs> um, you know,
3: to get back to your question to answer your question um it's a bit of a double-edged sword. Playing the same character for a long period of time, you really get to know the character and you, um, you, you, know, you feel really comfortable with the character. The other side of the sword is that you can't become complacent with your choices. Right. You, know, you can't just always go back to that same bag of tricks as an actor that's worked in the past. You wanna, you wanna keep coming up with new and interesting, interesting ways to uh, sometimes say the very same thing. It's like in a soap opera, Sometimes you'll be saying pretty much the same thing for okay. like, two, and the reason is, it's like if somebody didn't tune in Monday, they need to know on Friday what's going on. Right, right. Oh. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. you know, actors get frustrated with that, but yeah. our, job, our job is to take something that we have said five times before and come up with a new and fresh way to say
0: it. Yeah.
1: This is incredible. Soap opera acting is so, that's, that, to me, what you just said well, combines I, all the forms of
3: acting. I, I, if you think I, about I it. i yeah. soap opera acting because I mean, I, I don't consider myself a soap opera actor. I, I, okay. yeah, I've, done, I've done 15 <laughs> films, I've done yes, several. Tel- yes. yeah. Sorry, we're of, of really of course, soap course. Opera. So, At the end of the day, acting is acting is acting. I mean, mm-hmm. you, yeah. know, you know, when you're in the theater, it's going to be a little bigger and a little louder. You know, when you're up on a, you know, a 30 foot film screen you'll want to be a little smaller and uh, you know what i mean and you want to be you know a little smaller yet when you're on a tv you know but it, it's just kind of modulating the same kind of choices yeah well so.
1: yeah because it seems yeah but so about acting from the way you're describing it it just feels like it's combining a mixture of like, there's a theatricality to it, but then there's also, in the way of like repeating yourself like day after day, of making those same choices. But then because it's for TV, there has to be like a I don't nuance.
3: Think there's a different type of acting for soap operas, per se. I think the medium itself right. necessitates that you do certain things. Like, I'll give you a great example. Um, you know, you see people in soap operas sometimes like facing out talking. And there's somebody behind them and it's like people don't really do that okay and yeah. the problem yeah. is that soap operas unlike films don't really have action in them it's all talk 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 oh. so movement in the scene really is generally so it doesn't look like an oil painting. so a lot of times the movement in a soap opera the destination isn't predicated on the need to move like you would in a normal conversation like, if somebody says something that makes you uncomfortable, sometimes you know you have the uh, inclination to move away, right? In, in real life. In soap operas, they kind of direct traffic so that you're not basically staring at a bunch of stationary talking heads. Yeah.
2: Which is interesting because when, uh, for you, um, like starting out, movement was such a big part of uh, your career, right? With like Karate Kid, and you uh, had uh, uh, Walker Texas Ranger as well.
3: Yeah, I've got a lot of physicality in stuff that
2: I've done. So to go to something without any physicality, what was that jump like?
3: Well, you know, it was interesting. In, in both General Hospital and Bold and the Beautiful, they managed to write um, – General Hospital, I did some boxing, and in oh. – uh, Bold the Beautiful, I did some, some martial arts. So they, they kind of worked it in there. Oh, so, you know, I, I, I kept up with it. Uh, it's something that's always been a part of my life. But, um, you know, I think it's really, uh, it's important for actors to have the ability to be physical. You never know when you're going to get a role that is going to call on you to do something like that. I mean, yes, we have stuntmen, but, you know, when you use a stuntman, you're generally compromising the shot in the sense that you can't really clearly show the actor's face because it's not him, it's a stuntman. So the more you can do, you know, the more you can do as an actor physically, the better and more versatile I, I think you can be.
2: Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, too, was uh, just how the, the soap operas, too, are so similar to, like, the Marvel universe, in a way, because you're playing the same character on Bold and the Beautiful and Young and the Restless. Yeah. How did it get from, like, what was the oh, I didn't know
0: that.
2: <laughs> to be like, hey, we want to see Deacon Sharp now over here. We have a story for him? Or what was that? Uh,
3: uh, Young and the Restless and Bold and the Beautiful are kind of sister shows. Right. Um, they oh. uh, they share some of the same <laughs> ship. Um, also, um, uh, we we would we shot both of those shows. Television City, which is a production facility in Los Angeles in West Hollywood, and literally the the sound stages are on opposite sides of the same hallway. So if oh. you're beautiful, you go this way. If you're going to Young and the Restless. You go this way. And I mean, we would see. The Y&R people every single day. Hi, they, they had a different makeup room, but like you know, we we pass them, see them in the cafeteria, etc. So th- there's always been kind of a um, you know a, a, a cousinly relationship between the two shows, and there have been one or two other characters that have crossed over. So so they are like sort of coexisting universes. Um, Young and the, Young and the Restless takes place in um, uh, Wisconsin, in Genoa City. And mm-hmm. bold People takes place in Los Angeles. Um, they're chic people for uh, Wisconsin, aren't they? You know, yeah. <laughs> not, not, that, not, not that you to Wisconsin, but I mean, it's like they're very sort of, if, if Hollywood dropped down into Wisconsin, it would be... Uh, yeah. Right?
2: We just lost so lot of the wisconsin best. Listeners.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the best football <laughs> people hey, in high school.
1: <laughs> That's uh, great. That's I, That makes soap much joy. Then... Okay, do a lot of soap operas? You know what? I'll ask these questions later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, let's get into a bit of a spookier note here, yeah. though, uh, okay. Sean. Uh, we want to know: Do you believe in ghosts?
3: Well, I believe in ghosts. Um, I'll tell you what I believe. I believe <laughs> in what I, I, I think Einstein said, which is that <laughs> energy, energy, can neither be created nor destroyed. It exists. Yeah, I
1: Told that to Damien
3: before. <laughs> So, you know what? I, I, I think I'm evolved enough to know that there's a lot that I don't know about.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, it's funny. I'm reading this book right now, and it's a book sort of talking about the existence of God versus um, sort of a scientific mentality about the universe. And the, the guy who wrote it's a rabbi, and he makes a really interesting case where he says the way the universe is put together, is so perfect that if the if the Earth were just a little bit closer to the sun, we wouldn't have any water because it, it would all it would all uh, evaporate. And if we were a little too far, it, the planet would be uh, perpetually cold. It couldn't support life. And he goes through all these things that you know he makes the case that there must be some kind of divine um, plan for all this. But the most compelling thing he says is he says for every cause there's an effect right and for every effect there must be a cause that preceded it correct and he says but what created the universe he said there must be something before the big bang that precipitated the big bang and created it and he said but then again what created that you can't go back at infinitum so he gets into the whole conversation of there must be one um one existing thing that created everything that didn't have anything before. It. And it's not an old man with a beard up in the sky. He said, you know, but it's interesting. I mean, I, you know, I haven't finished the book and I don't kind of know necessarily where I right. fall down side of it, but it's very thought-provoking. So hmm. getting back to the ghost, um, you know, I, I don't, I've never had any experience with them. I don't want any either. <laughs> uh, but uh, Not now. It's
1: mean, uh, <laughs> too much stress right now.
3: It certainly would be nice to think if maybe there are benevolent ones, you know, that are family members and things like that, uh, looking over you and protecting you. But you know what? I I have no experience with it, but I also, there's very little in life that I rule out mm-hmm. completely.
1: I like that answer. <laughs> Dang. I like that a lot. I feel like that too, except I've seen ghosts, so I believe in them. Really? <laughs> yeah. But I've, t- I've talked about this on the show before, when I was a kid. But then sorry what did they look they look like like the feeling like someone's in the room but did you was
3: was there a visual manifestation there was
1: a visual manifestation but it always felt peripheral Mm. like you never looked at it dead on
3: and was it a benevolent or malevolent force
1: neutral not benevolent, but not,
3: yeah. but not malevolent. If you're here now, do your thing. I'm just going to ghost around. Yeah, no, it, it felt like they know.
1: literally lived in the place and they were like, excuse me.
0: Ghost laterers. <laughs> keep...
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of like split in the room here.
0: Damien doesn't believe in No, I, I do not. At all. Um,
1: I would love to not
3: believe. It would be great.
0: It's very easy not to.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Towards no, but I do I do think that there is definitely the possibility of energies somehow that are able to linger. I don't know if that means it's a ghost or whatever, but you know, I you know, even if you think ninety-nine point nine percent of all the people that are say mediums and people that say all the police, etc., are bunk. You know, I I do think that there are some individuals that are maybe more attuned to this than others. Maybe it's the people that are the most attuned that are are able to see what we call ghosts. You know, I just make that attuned. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't rule out that there are, say, objects that you give somebody that might have remnants and traces of an energy that they're able to divine something from.
1: But like, even though I've seen stuff, I still think like Damien could be right because who knows what I saw. For or sure. Like, a child. It, I was a child. It was all before puberty. Is so how I like. It was like literally up until like twelve. From you
3: know, like, I mean, you know, here's the other thing, and I mean, I'm not, I mean, I mean, no way, trying to diminish your experience, but you know remember that that up until we're about 18 years old our, our brains aren't even fully formed yeah, yeah exactly our catalog, but I don't know man <laughs> catalog of emotions and experiences is is still very infantile in a lot of ways and so the way that we attribute experiences as, as a child um, sometimes is not the way we would if we were adults but that being said I have no idea if you know you know you very well may have who knows who might have who might have diminished your experience yeah
1: that could be the thing too is that we all see what we need to see in this world and there's not like one truth to Mm -hmm. this stuff and then that's
3: right
0: my my big thing is is i i don't believe now because i i believe with to the best of the knowledge that we have from a scientific community there has been absolutely zero evidence for me to believe in any kind of spiritual what
1: about all the subway men that see the ghosts in the subway damien what are they lying see that the problem
0: the problem with all of those is all of that stuff is anecdotal it's it's first person accounts from people where they're they're unreliable narrators people Mm. memory is a very fragile and kind of like disjointed thing where you can you can experience something but then six months later, remember it completely different and be totally convinced that that is how you experienced it.
1: But, okay, I always, okay, but anecdotal, sure, because you can't ever prove it because not not that many people work in the subway. It's the same way that like Buzz Aldrin says that he saw an alien, and that is
3: anecdotal. (laughs) That is one person. Conversation. Now, wait a second. Now you're you're integrating... different things to make your point. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, I'm just putting it all together. It's a pandemic. Argument. No, isn't. I imagine, no.
3: <laughs> but see, definitely <laughs> in an argument where you're like, you use one thing that's unknown to prove another thing. Well, you know, yeah. if, if people, this is real, then this must be real. It's a
0: leap about ISM. Thank you.
3: Um, <laughs> I'm, gonna- I'm
1: sorry, I have
0: to go, huh? The police. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my, my, point, my point is is that until we have a way where we can do some sort of uh, replica- replicatable, uh, testable thing where something can be observed, um, I, I'm not going to believe it. Nah, uh, but they have done that. things. People say energy a lot of times. <laughs> uh, there have been studies at the Large Hadron Collider where they're saying if there were detectable levels of energy, because energy is detectable, you can't test yeah. energy that is not detectable. They would have found it in the Large Hadron Collider by now. They have not. And I think that's a, that's a not yet. definitive, yes, but they have, <laughs> they have not. Well,
1: maybe we need something more sensitive. When,
0: than the they do, drawn when, they do, when the scientific community is on board with this and they say, look, this is what it is, I'll consider it. But
1: just because of ghosts exist, what's interesting is that ghosts, automatically in a weird way goes mm-hmm. hand in hand with like religion and like an afterlife but it just may not be the case and maybe that's why the scientific community is shying away from it. uh so I, I
0: don't think so <laughs> yeah I don't think, think so? so at all I also I also think another reason another reason that uh, the spiritual side in that way is not is not necessarily real is um it, it's over implying a significance of our consciousness where I feel that our consciousness is just a biological process and once it's done it's done and our energy is reused, but not in this metaphysical sense, but in the sense like when you die, you decompose and you become energy for other things, but you don't become like this physical, uh, semi-conscious ball of matter. Your, your consciousness goes away. It's not, it doesn't remain as well. That we
1: know of right now.
0: But I think that's a, that's a hubris <laughs> of the human mind to think that we are so important that it does linger. But I,
1: I, yeah, that oh. I agree with
3: a yeah, little bit there's that but there's also the concept of the unified field you know that that, that really our atoms mm-hmm. and molecules are all intertwined, mm-hmm. and and you know cool. the, the idea honest. that go the energy returns back to the whole I don't know I kinda like to believe that because it lets on an egotistical level it lets me think that maybe there's a chance that once I die somehow I'll be able to continue on. But it very well does well does it give you
1: I think about that like Damien does it give you comfort to feel that way like i feel like it would give me comfort
0: i i find it uh kind of liberating in a way that uh you have to you have to do what you can now and it that's okay that there doesn't have to be something more
1: it's Mm -hmm. interesting i was watching that ricky gervais show that's Mm -hmm. afterlife and ricky gervais is like oh he's a real atheist like he believes in nothing and he thinks when you die you die Mm -hmm. and that show you can tell that his atheism gives him comfort yeah, because it, it, you you just can feel his like point of view in it. So I I don't know. I wish I was an atheist. It would it would make me feel <laughs> it would make me feel, bad. but also like mm-hmm. ugh, every time I'm on like a dating app and I see that a guy's like put down atheist, I'm always like I don't know if I want
0: to have that conversation. It's it's <laughs> definitely a community that <laughs> can no. uh, that can be very problematic. Uh, I I don't usually go out of my way to say I'm an atheist and this is mm-hmm. what I believe. <laughs> I, I mean I'm on a platform where we're having these discussions. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I usually don't. Well, may I say, there's
2: no more reliable narrator than me. Oh. And I've seen ghosts <laughs> in my adulthood. It's true, yeah, I- I Cody. Yeah. <laughs> in my adulthood. And no one is more reliable than your best friend. How old were you? How old was I? Yeah. It was just like four years ago. So how old were you? Uh, 20 or how old
3: am I?
2: 24. 24? Oh,
1: in- you're so little. Were
3: there any, any substances involved?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: No, no substances. Sleepy? Uh, no, I, uh, I was awake. I was ready to go. Um, I I was, I was ready to see them. No. (laughs) Um, yeah, because I, I mean, like I've had doubts about it in my life, uh, too. And I, um, I'm open to just about anything as well. I, but I have to trust my experiences that I've had and the visuals that I've had and, kind of go by that i don't know if they're ghosts i don't know how to explain them but i know there's stuff that can't be explained
3: i would definitely agree with that
2: yeah so that's that's what i have to go by and i think uh um because i i I see them more as like energies and being able to affect energy
1: well here's the deal i say this every time i'm on the show but (laughs) damien cody and sean if you're in toronto uh, we're going to go to what is it? A graveyard? No, yeah,
0: let's do it. Can a, graveyard? a graveyard?
1: We can also belt? go to like, we got to go to like a, a place by ourselves late, late at night. Let's do it. And let's just
0: chill. Why not? I'm t- <laughs> See what happens. We went, we went for a walk the other night and we walked by a cemetery and Cody asked if I would stay in there. I said, yeah, it, actually, if anything, it'd probably be safer than sleeping out on the street overnight. It's fenced in. He it's did make a good in. point. It's dark. No one's going to bother you. It's probably the safest place that you're going to be. No, you're just going to have
1: have a bunch of freaky little teenagers in there doing gross things. No, they were in the park. See, yeah, that's okay. So this is where I always get in a fight with Damien is like, (laughs) you wouldn't be scared it's, I would be scared to be in that graveyard If I didn't believe in ghosts It's not the ghost aspect that makes that creepy It's that people go there and they're sad So there's all this sad depression energy <laughs> That's in that place And you want to go sleep there at night That's crazy that's
0: crazy. I never said I like. I necessarily was going out of my way for fun Also, I was saying I'd be <laughs> fine if I did well, I'm
2: the, the other thing too Is when you go into When you were walking on the sidewalk When you run into someone Chances are they don't have bad intentions When you go into a graveyard at night and you're sitting in there and someone else comes in i mean there's bad intentions the chances are a lot <laughs> yeah. more higher that the person you run into there is not going to yeah. be a
0: good situation i don't know you're there so why am i there uh, you're just saying oh, yeah, Cody's if, if you're there. in the cemetery be... you're just as okay. likely to have bad intentions as that person who came in
2: i'm not hanging out in a cemetery right? oh i get it
1: damon saying like they all have same. Yeah. that's what gives me comfort when i walk alone at nighttime is that when i see someone and i get a little bit tense i always think wait they didn't know you were walking down the street they weren't planning this so like they're not gonna hurt me they're they're seeing me for the first time as much as i'm seeing them for the first time
0: it's like spiders and snakes they're just as afraid of you as you are of them
1: are snakes scared of us
0: uh, well they don't want to be bothered usually
1: okay i didn't know that it's fine um, you're sure but snakes i feel like they're ready
0: well
2: but I do have another thing here for you, uh, Sean, before we get into our story. Um, I, I, we were doing uh, haunted uh, places and telling those stories, but people weren't digging them. They were so, real butt. <laughs> so I, I found
0: a <laughs> Halloween.
2: Comments. Yeah, we got comments. People aren't like <laughs> Uh But I found a Halloween would you rather. Um, as we go through these would you rathers, so I'm starting to realize that these are definitely for children. But We're going to finish it out anyways uh so uh sean let me ask you this would you rather uh would you rather have a costume that is really amazing but also very uncomfortable presumably oh. on halloween or okay. or have a costume that is not anything at all special but is comfortable <laughs> to wear
3: oh the second one for sure there's no doubt about it yeah. listen I for a living i, mean, I don't i don't do <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. i was just I'm gonna right.
1: say a man wrote that question because i think every halloween costume i've had has been uncomfortable most clothing women wear <laughs> is uncomfortable so why don't you sit down that Halloween? halloween would you rather <laughs> please
2: but on that note we got a story to tell <clears throat> we all drew positions beforehand uh sean and Alexander, you drew the swing position so no responsibility within
0: the story <laughs> i
1: love it yeah,
0: me too um damien you got the celebrity yes so that means we're going to go to a internet celebrity generator where we're going to get four for me to choose from
2: uh yeah four options in which we recently changed this to a um just famous person generator so you could get some oh right yes interesting characters here knows. so you got uh sean diddy combs
1: okay Ooh.
2: john the Baptist. John the Baptist.
1: John the Baptist.
2: Baptiste. 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 <laughs> you
1: know, like the hairstyles?
2: Der- <laughs> uh, Derek Jeter and Glenn Beck. Oh, man. This is a problematic four, I
0: feel. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's one that you definitely can't imitate. I'm sorry, Davey.
0: All right. So Glenn Beck's out. <laughs> yeah, Glenn Beck's back. <laughs> yeah.
2: I-, <laughs> I, don't- I think this is a lose-lose situation I for you. I guess will just do John the
0: Baptist. <laughs>
1: John the Baptist, that guy's like the right-hand man to Jesus, right?
0: Yeah, Jesus is homeboy. Okay,
1: cool. Cool. Well, yeah, he baptized he could,
0: Jesus. He could show up just about anywhere. Wasn't he just like a crazy guy in a river, and then Jesus like, hey, that guy's doing cool things.
1: Well, I think there are different interpretations <laughs>
0: of that story. Um, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I drew the narrator. All right, so for the narrator, we're going to go to canigetta.com for a location, a relationship, or a word. Uh, let's do a... Uh, let's do a word constitution
2: constitution mm-hmm. all right it's
1: gonna be a political
2: <laughs> you want an odd political
1: one <laughs> yeah. no no it's great
2: let's just do you, it oh man i'm you not right, give me a relationship
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. school bus
2: driver and the last kid <laughs> we've had that one before that was our very first episode wasn't our very first episode. that was episode one we're now on like 240 here wow so well, why not give it another shot? All right, let's Sean, have that you one. ever done? Im-
1: you've done improv before. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You've done, yeah, okay. you, done stand up too. You. Right, you stand
1: done stand up. Stand-up? Mm-hmm. Let's let's All fuck right. around then. This, but
3: yes. I
2: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> huge,
1: huge. All right. All right.
2: So the spooky school bus driver and the last kid with John the Baptist. All right.
1: <laughs> you can also be Glenn Beck. <laughs> the Baptist
2: A rainy night Down a winding Road A school bus driver's heading home All the kids have been dropped off And he just has to Get home But the storm Oh, he could not see out his window
0: <sighs> Hey mister, are we getting close to my house? <laughs> Mr. Bus Driver, are we getting close what? to my eh? house.
1: Are we getting cl- Yeah, we're getting we're getting close. We're getting close.
2: Wait a minute! There was a kid left over.
1: <laughs> oh, what? This whole. Oh, hold on, hold on. I thought I thought I dropped off all the kids.
0: No, you forgot about me.
1: Ah, crap! All right, all right. Uh, we'll sit up next to me. I don't want to. Don't sit, Don't upstage me. Okay, just sit. Sit okay. closer.
0: Please. The seat behind right. you, but up to yeah, the side. Yeah, sit behind
1: me, but to the left.
0: Okay. No, right to next, the right. Right next to your box with all the things that you keep. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Sit, sit, yeah. sit near me. Why uh, do you uh, have your
0: groceries right? here? Mm-hmm. Couldn't you get your groceries after school? Oh
1: no, no, no! I get way too tired after my okay. shift. It's Oh, oh it's so, it's so, so rainy. I'm sorry. This,
0: this milk mm-hmm. is very warm.
1: Yeah, that's okay. You know what? In Europe, they don't mm-hmm. even refrigerate milk or eggs. So we're yeah. doing it wrong on this side of the earth.
2: <laughs> Ahead of them on the road, there's a roadblock with a police officer waiting by.
1: That ah, crap. All right, I-, I think I'm being asked to be pulled over. Oh no! Should I pull over? You I don't have... got
0: you don't got anything bad in this bus, do you, Mister?
1: No, no, just a kid that I forgot to drop off, which is not wait—that's me. Yeah, it's not ideal. This is not an ideal part of my job, you know. Well, I I
0: mean... know <laughs> what dropping kids off?
1: Well. She's like not fully finishing the job.
0: Right. Well, just don't that tell. Way. Where do you even live?
1: You know what? Let me pull over while you're telling me this. Where do Where do you live?
0: I live on uh, 32 Maple Tree Lane.
1: Damn it! We passed by Maple Tree like an hour ago.
0: I, I'm not driving the bus. No.
1: Oh, you're right. Pass on me.
0: As
2: the bus
1: right, stops, just,
0: the just, police just,
2: officer walks over, knocking on the bus door.
3: Good <laughs> mm. afternoon. <laughs> well, hi. No.
1: hi Good afternoon.
3: Not not such a great afternoon, is it? The rain's coming down like cats and dogs. Listen, I wanted to check on the bus. We've had a report of an escaped mental patient from the nearby facility.
1: (laughs) It's just me on the bus. It's just just me
3: uh, on the bus. I'm here,
0: too, also.
1: And a child. I keep forgetting that you're here. My
3: name
0: name Um, is Andy. You don't have to call me a child.
1: Sorry, uh, this is Andy, a child, and I am Felix, <laughs> a man.
3: Have you seen so uh, anything suspicious as you've been driving by, I don't know. Say a man with a claw hand like this.
1: No, I I haven't seen a claw a claw hand man. Um, but I'll I'll do my I'll do my best. I'll keep my eyes peeled. What a gross saying! huh? I'll peel them eyes. Well, the
3: reason okay. I asked, I was approaching <laughs> the bus. I couldn't help but notice a long scratch starting from the back all the way up to the door.
1: Well that, that's not, ah, crap, that's not cool. All right, well, <laughs> should I,
0: all right, I'll go check it. Kid, did you do that? No, when okay. would I have done it? I've been at the it back of the- could have done bus. it, I don't
1: know. It, does bus? it look like it started on the outside in or the inside out? Which way do you think it was coming from?
3: Well, I didn't want to have to tell you this, mm. but it started on the inside.
0: Well, Andy, what the fuck? Why? I I just want to put your home. hands in the air. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just sitting, waiting to get dropped off at home because I was going to watch Ninja Turtles. I didn't. I didn't claw the side of the bus. I promise.
1: All right. I I'll believe you for now, but honestly, it's not looking good for you here. All
3: right. All
1: right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank thank you so much, Officer. It's been a, a you, God bless you,
3: Mister. Mm? Driver, I'll ask the questions. Okay, because I
1: keep trying to shut the door and you keep <laughs> ramming it open with
3: your elbow, and that's—you're strong. and mm. are your parents expecting you home?
0: Uh, I—I I hope so.
3: I don't suppose your dad has to offer a hand.
0: Well, my dad's usually working until about eight o'clock. He works a weird shift. Oh. Uh, yeah, but my. What's mom that be- shift
1: like? Like two to eight? That's pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah yeah he gets home after dinner, and then we play uh foosball
3: oh, do you have trouble playing Foosball with that claw hand of his uh, <laughs>
0: uh, well, I mean it's never hampered him before, but I mean uh, you know I, I never really thought about it you know it's just part of our normal everyday life. I mean, wait a minute hey, hold on
1: your dad's claw hand yeah and he,
0: uh,
3: I, I, what's your address We're gonna- the patrol call over, over there immediately.
1: All right. Do so you want to like get on this bus? We'll drive over to his address, or do you want to drive better. in your own car or you want to on my bus?
3: All right, it boys. Just... Bus through. We're coming through. Oh, oh so
1: you're not gonna get back into your car? All right, we'll We're get on the bus. in. Could I you sit it. could you sit next to me but like to the back? Because I don't want to be upstaged or anything.
3: me uh, sorry I said my feet are killing me.
1: So what yeah. do you want okay
3: uh, right going to Andy's house?
1: You're going to... Okay, well, let me shut the door. Just come... 34 okay. Maple
0: Tree Lane. 24? I
1: thought it was 34. 12. 20, 24 Maple Tree Lane. Well, let me do a friggin' U-turn because we already passed by that place. <gasps> <sighs> it's a long day.
2: Andy, over Daddy. here. What? Andy, it's your dad. Come back
3: here.
0: Dad, how did you get on the bus? Oh, don't... Don't... Let me whisper inside voice. Nothing's happening back
3: here. I don't... Father, can I see your hands, please? They're up. Not yours, Andy. Your dad.
0: What? Say it was an imaginary friend. It was my imaginary friend. I promise. Oh my god! I used to have
1: an imaginary friend too, but mine was called Ramona.
0: Uh huh. But she died. Oh. Yeah. How did that happen? You know what?
1: Heart problems. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. It's wild. Yeah. Anyways,
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, should I play some music while, while we're on this bus? I mean, it's just, it's usually with the kids. I don't play music, but it's just the three of us, you know?
2: Yeah. Auntie, see that bag of chips in the grocery bag?
1: Yeah,
0: I see him.
2: Empty the chips out onto the floor and hand me that.
0: What? Why? I'll
2: put it over my claw hand, and then no one will notice it's a claw hand. Okay, one second.
0: Uh, h- Hey, Mr. Bus Driver, can I have some chips, please? No. Why not? That's my
1: one thing that I enjoy.
0: Well, I'll share them. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: Get in there. <laughs> all right. Here, have a chip. Thank you. You know what? This is this is all dressed.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. It's really. People cool. don't like
1: that flavor. A I, lot of people hate it.
0: I like that but flavor.
1: I like it because it kind of burns the mouth. Do you want an all-dressed Mr. Policeman? There you go. I,
3: love what I, I, I missed lunch today. Thank you very much. There you Thank go. Have you. some
0: chips. I'm going to go sit at the back now. Okay, bye. Okay.
1: Dump, it's dump, not dump, cool, dump, though, because there's, there's just a couple of us on the bus. I'd like some company. Put it on your
0: hand.
2: Here we go. And you got any tape? Uh Open your pencil case, damn okay, it.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I got some tape here. Okay, yes. Uh, do you oh. want me to draw fingers on the chip bag so it looks like a hand?
2: Actually, yeah, that'll okay, probably I'll trick them. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah. draw
0: a little hand on the bag.
2: Yeah, no one's going to think it's a chip bag now. Oh, even. And think then it's if you draw a little
0: hand. beak and face, it looks like a turkey. Oh, yes.
2: Ah. <laughs> um, okay. I, I think I'm ready. Right. Hey, uh, Mr. Officer, I'm, I'm back here. Hi.
3: Oh, my dad's here after all. Oh, your, your father's here. Well, that's okay. That's great. We don't have to go to your place. are you,
1: sir? Should I pull over? Oh, Jesus.
2: Uh, keep driving. We do need to get to our home soon anyway, so we can't be on the bus all night. Okay.
1: Your hand looks kind of
3: like a mitten. Do another U-turn.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a regular hand. Oh, did, you, did my son talk about a claw hand again? He has such a wild imagination. Tell
3: him about it, sir. What do you know about claw hands?
2: Oh, I don't know anything about claw hands personally, because I've always had a regular hand, just a
1: big old mitt. Yeah. I... You know what? I've always had regular hands too, except my left one, the the the, the ring and the pinky webbed. Isn't that messed up?
3: You ever thought Isn't that of that part fish? fish? <laughs> hmm? Have you ever thought about being in a sideshow?
1: Me? No, Luster. that's old timey. <laughs> Not for me. Good a day. lot of money in that. That's another I, lifetime, another lifetime, not this one. I'm just a bus driver who eats their all-dressed chips and is constantly making U-turns. See, Excuse
0: office, me. Officer, when you said claw, I thought you meant like when he goes, the claw, and he chases me around, and then he grabs me with the claw. Like an old wrestling move. Yeah. And he
3: uh, would you mind taking that bag off of your uh, hand?
2: Oh, th- this is, oh, this bag is my hand.
3: What?
1: Oh, my God. All oh, my right. God. You should be in a sideshow. You got bag hand? Is that from birth?
2: Uh, yeah. Honestly, if I took it off, you would just see blood everywhere. It would just be a gruesome, gruesome oh, thing. Oh,
1: well, now I kind of want to see that rip off your hand. <laughs> yes, no. I kind of want
0: to see it, too. No, yeah, right. rip that hand off. Hold up. them no down. I, I, I get the bag. Wow! Well, now everyone's grabbing me. <laughs> Move the
1: bag from your hand. Oh, uh, that's a claw. That's a claw. Oh. Oh, no. Should I pull over?
3: I think we need to go directly back to the uh, Criminally Insane Hospital. Oh, now i
1: got to do another U-turn. You guys are killing me. Uh. uh,
2: Officer, uh, you have to believe me. I'm a twin.
3: (laughs) You have another sibling?
2: Yeah, Yeah, my other sibling was also born with a claw hand. It Uh, runs in the family.
1: uh, I'm a twin, too. Really? That's crazy. Identical or fraternal?
2: Identical.
0: I mean, uh, right to the claw, right? That's the, the freak
1: kind. You're the freak kind.
0: Just got a on the left side and a mustache, right? What? What? Because <laughs> he's the evil twin.
2: Oh yeah, he has the curly mustache. That's yeah. that's You're the right. difference.
3: You that claw along the side of the bus there earlier. Did you?
2: No, no. I, I respect the exterior of cars way too much. This, I know how hard that can be to
3: buff out. out car. They go all the way from the back of the bus to the front. Just so strange.
1: That is weird. And also, like, I'm going to have to pay for that. So...
2: Yeah, I think you got the wrong guy. I I'm just uh, just a uh, concerned father, making sure his son gets home from the bus. And by the way, this is taking quite some time. You passed his stop long ago. Oh
1: my god, do I have to do another fucking U E? Give me a second. I'm back. (laughs) All right, we're turned around. I'm so sorry. This is like one of those anxiety dreams. You guys ever have those anxiety dreams where you're trying to get somewhere? Okay, I had one the other night. I was shopping at Victoria's
3: Secret. And I, I was swim- forgetting the hmm? municipal swimming pool with no pants on. Very oh.
0: Strange. That's th-
1: that's a recurring dream that you have?
0: I did that once.
1: You did that once? Wait, well, is this a dream or is this reality? I'm confused now. Well,
0: no, it's just a dream I have. <laughs>
1: oh, okay.
0: <laughs> no, it was good. real for me. Oh. I was very embarrassed. Mr. <laughs> Officer, I, I gotta talk to you about something, okay? Just in okay. private. What is- Don't worry, Dad. We'll be right back. Listen, I found this razor in the back and these mustache hairs all over the back seat.
3: Well, it sounds like somebody shaved their mustache off to maybe change their appearance. Yeah,
0: I think it might not be my dad, but actually my evil uncle.
3: Evil uncle.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think he's pretending to be my dad to fool me, but he's really my dad's evil twin.
1: Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to chime in, guys. It's so lonely up here. Can you guys, like, at the very least, could Clawhand sit near me or?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll sit up at the front there. you want to
1: listen uh, to, like, a podcast or something? I hate driving silently. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Mr. Officer, thank you so much for talking to my son here. It's so hard for him to get friends. I'm, I'm glad that you two are becoming great yeah, friends. Before.
3: We do a brother's program and outreach for the community, so I'm happy to do it.
1: Thank you oh, so cop cop man, are you looking for any friends? Because I wouldn't say no to having a to having a guy. I, I don't have that many friends either. And it would just be nice to maybe have one in high places.
3: Sure. i would to be wow. friends with him. No, that's the kind of guy I am. Cool.
1: That's great. This is going to sound like a lot. But uh, I have to go do a baptism next week. Would you be interested in being my plus one? Ah.
3: Uh, sure i've got um, nothing
1: well oh I, my uh, god okay so i'm gonna put in about uh, 200 bucks in the booster so if you want to like contribute you don't have you're my plus rude if you don't you know
3: so i get to come as your plus one and need to contribute 200. To, no no um, you
1: can uh, do 150.
3: well i, I guess that's, that's a lot of money for me but uh I, like i said i don't have many friends or incredible
1: this is this night you know it, it at first i was like it's raining i'm doing a bunch of u-turns my it's cold in here because there's a cloud outside but now i'm thinking like i got a best friend i got a <clears throat> kid united with his dad
0: mr. Bus, mr. Mr. Bus, yeah mr bus driver listen i i gotta talk to the officer again for a little bit here uh you oh. know, we, we were in the middle of something when you of course I think it's my evil uncle. We gotta do something. How are we gonna? Ki- how are we
3: gonna stop him? He's got. Wait a second! Somebody's coming from the back there. Uh, what? Oh, uh, maybe I'm seeing things. Uh, well, how could we tell if they're identical? I mean, you know, uh, I don't know how we tell the difference. That's Is there true. something you could ask your uncle that only he would know? Oh,
0: something only my dad would know that my <laughs> uncle wouldn't. I don't know right. my uncle very well, but my dad would know. Hey uh dad yeah yeah, yeah. um oh uh, yeah oh sorry what <laughs> i just
1: feel like you're my children now i'm just the bus driver Let me Wait, my... okay. I, i'm still um, the
2: dad okay what? Oh,
1: sorry, sorry but if you guys want to call me dad i wouldn't not hate that okay just putting out there as an idea okay, i'm just I'm... gonna put on a, an npr podcast if you guys don't mind
0: this american life
1: no, that's past its prime, to be honest. Is it? Uh, I'm going to put on what's the what with Sam Sanders, so excuse, excuse me.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, Dad, what, what did you get me for my sixth birthday?
2: Uh, sixth birthday? Uh, yeah. Was that the year that I gave you uh, beer?
3: Officer, he didn't give That definitely doesn't sound right. He- no father would give their son beer on their, wait a second. You're not his father. You're his father's twin brother. I'm going to use your station with me, pal.
0: That's right. My dad didn't give me a beer. He gave me a wine cooler. (laughs) (laughs) Did uh, someone say
3: dad?
1: Because that's kind of my new nickname. What the? What's going on back here? Do I have to pull over the bus?
0: No, keep driving.
1: Okay.
0: The uncle
2: jumps out the back door of the bus, uh, tumbles out, one week goes by. No, no word from the uncle, but the police officer has so many clues.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when he jumped out there, uh, his, his claw hand came off. And like Cinderella, I grabbed the hand, and I've been going around town trying to fit it on other people's hands. Yeah.
1: Listen, listen, I, I'm just going to put it out there. You're really bumming people out at this baptism. You keep telling them about this claw hand story. So I think it's for the best... God. Okay, okay, I know, I know, I know, I, I know I brought you for the glitz and the glamour of having a cop best friend, but like, I don't know, maybe like, talk about why we're such good friends or something yeah, about I, it. I, I
0: still don't know why you haven't taken me home yet. Oh, uh, to to because thing.
1: you know what, I just think a best friend deserves a sidekick, and you got sidekick energy
0: okay. all over you. That's cool. Cool. It was, it was kind of rude that I had to pay $140 for this baptism. That's, That's $10 less than this one over here. That's a lot of weeks of mowing the line.
2: <laughs> the, uh, the baptism uh, has a uh, celebrity guitarist, John the Baptist. There, so. <laughs> <laughs> not it
0: fucking wild
1: that they got the original baptizer to do?
0: <laughs> hey guys, uh, today we're going to be playing some cool hits for you guys while we <laughs> baptize these babies. So bring them on up. We'll play some cool jazz and dip them in some warm water. It's tepid. Baptist. you don't
1: want tepid water that's just a breeding for bacteria
0: you'd rather it be boiling hot
1: yeah yeah I want in this economy for sure right. anyways okay. it's just nice that we're I guess we're all friends now and we all got to have a a good old time at my sister's best friend's child's baptism
3: well I think we should do this again sometime not right now but some. Sometime in the future.
1: Oh, my God. would love to. Like, you know what? I have my calendar out right now. And it's crazy because I have a communion in two weeks. So if you are interested. I'm sorry.
3: Station's calling me. Right?
1: Yep. I don't see. I hear nothing.
3: I'm sorry. I I just got called back by the chief. I'm going to have to go back to the office, guys. Oh, okay. So,
1: like, should we, like, kiss goodbye? Hmm?
3: Call me because that that does sound that I will call you.
1: A communion is like a baptism, except this time instead of getting water on your head, you eat the body of Christ. So,
3: oh,
0: like cannibalism,
1: kind of. Kind of, well, uh, hey, hey, cop, guess what? I don't even know your name. (laughs) You'll call okay. (laughs) You don't have my oh, knocked over, knocked over that entire. The fountain wow that was you got the fuck out of here all right kid should i drop you off home or what's uh, the deal? that'd be nice
0: for finally it's only been okay. a, a week
1: okay all right calm down i took you to a nice place okay
0: yeah, i'm really late for dinner hey now. kid over here
1: what what jungle <laughs> uh
0: miss me no, no don't,
2: don't, 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 don't don't say a word inside voice no. I couldn't miss the baptism that you guys were talking about. I had to show up. That's true.
0: Very exciting. They got John the Baptist here. Did you see him?
2: I know. It's cool. He's, he's doing all the hits. He's doing Johnny B. Good right now.
0: But uh, He's not very good. Listen, kid,
2: yeah? you have to help me out, okay? <laughs> I Since my claw <laughs> arm fell off, I have just been bleeding out this entire time. Right. I barely got here. You got to get me like a bandage or something. Oh, okay. Maybe just like
0: help me out in some way. Okay. Well, there's a roll of paper towel. I
1: don't want to be rude, but you've been talking to this bloody man for an incredibly long time. The cops already left. You're upstaging me. I just feel, I don't want to be needy, but I just need you to know that in terms of attachment like disorders, I am needy anxious. So okay. it doesn't feel
0: good. All i right, right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dad, dad okay. is that what you want me to call you? Call okay. me Dad. Okay, I'm sorry, Dad. Oprah, yeah. Papa. Oh, sorry, Papa, I was just talking to my uncle here. R- remember, he, he clawed the side of your bus with his claw hand, and then he I do. Hey, claw.
1: Uncle.
0: I, I, oh, no, I, I thought we dealt with you. No, I said not to no, talk he, about he it. He jumped out of the back of the bus and rolled away, and then the police officer got his claw hand, and now he's mm-hmm. back here because he's still bleeding.
2: Listen. Oh. Listen, we got to get out of here. Stop revealing information.
0: Why do I got to get out of here? He he grabs his nephew and runs
2: out. All of the police officers are outside of the building. The nephew reveals that he's been wearing a wire.
0: Ah, I've been recording this whole conversation.
2: You set set me up. Yeah, I did. You know,
1: that's my best friend over there. And this is crazy. But guys, look over there. Glenn Beck just crossing the street. every day. You know, this is like... You don't see that every day.
2: The police officer wrestles down uh, (laughs) the uncle and throws him into the car. John the Baptist comes out
0: of the the church. Good job there, officer. We finally got our man. That's right. We've been working undercover at these baptisms for the last six weeks, hoping to catch this sicko.
1: Can I just ask you one question, John the Baptist? Are you 2,020 years old, or what's the deal?
0: I am And you know Crazy. what I treat it to Clean living And, and uh, you know, I, I drink a lot of water
1: I drink a lot of water Really? Yeah I, I heard this thing Tom Brady on game day yeah. he, drinks, he drinks a lot of water it I've helps seen his joints. that
0: You've seen that? My joints are so supple
1: That's what, that's what works That's what works So whatever else hey. Yeah, I drink a lot
0: of Do you want to go get some Clam chowder and milkshakes?
1: I would love to get clam chowder and milkshakes. Which kind though, Manhattan or New England? Oh. Let's say on the count of
0: three. One, two, three. New
1: England. Oh, Both.
2: And with that, they all share a laugh and leave the uncle in the police car and go have some clam chowder. (laughs) Spooked.
3: (laughs) That was a scary (laughs) story.
2: Wow. It
3: was scary. Wow.
2: Sean, if you didn't believe in ghosts before that, you must now.
3: Oh, yeah, the ghost of my career. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, but on that note, let's do uh, some plugs. Uh, Sean?
3: Well, you know, the big thing I have going on right now is a show that I created called Studio City. Uh, it's a uh, digital drama on Amazon Prime. You guys don't get it in Canada yet.
2: Uh, oh, but
1: we get Amazon Prime, but it's not on Amazon Prime. Canada. It's
2: not available in this region. I tried. Uh,
1: okay.
3: It, okay. You know, right, right when the coronavirus hit and everything, we were working on getting it to Europe and getting it to you guys. So um, it's uh, it's been nominated. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's doing really well. And I, I wish that uh, uh, you guys had it there. I guess one other thing I could plug, though, is I do have um, my most recent book, which is called Success Factor X uh, is out. It was, uh, an Amazon new release bestseller. Um, it was just named one of the 20 best, most inspirational books of the last two decades by book authority. Oh, wow. And cool. uh, what, what my partner and I did was we went out to 50 incredible individuals, all different, um, uh, pursuits. And we said, what's your best advice about success? And we mm-hmm. got an amazing response. Everybody from Mark Cuban and Anthony Robbins to Daryl McDaniels, who's the uh, founding member of run DMC. Uh, professional athletes, uh, gold medal athletes, uh, uh, all different people uh, give their, their best advice about success. And uh, you know, I think now more than ever with everything that's going on, if you're looking for something to, to give you some inspiration, some drive, it's a, it's a terrific book. You can pick it up and open it to any page. There's, there's somebody in that book for everybody to relate to. Mm. Wow. Amazing. That's cool.
2: And uh, we'll be tweeting all of that out at Spooked Podcast, as well as go to thesonarnetwork.com. You can see a full profile on Sean with direct links to his social medias, as well as a full profile on Alessandra with direct links to her podcast. That's also on the Sonar Network as well.
1: Yeah, it's called, I'm watching a movie. Mm -hmm. It's a good time. We watch a movie and we talk through it. Sean, (laughs) come be on it. We'll have a good time together. (laughs) um yeah it's good we just did one with auntie donahue we did reality bites we did paddington two what a friggin' amazing film that is. i've heard good things <laughs> i'm yeah. not joking it's one of the Talk is it- have you seen it it's, it's one of the best movies i've ever seen hugh grant was snubbed it's was, a tour de Force. So like, was,
3: i heard like used for that yeah i, I yeah.
1: I'm not being sarcastic. Um, and in terms oh, of things for me to plug, uh, there's a pandemic. So, not, <laughs> much. <laughs> not much. Yeah, listen to that podcast. That would make me feel very happy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> Amazing. Well, there we are. And, uh, spooked? spooked?
3: Spooked. Thank you. Spooked.